Hello and welcome to the podcast this week. So we have not had a name for the first two episodes and we were using a temporary name, which is now going to be our permanent name. Right, Micah? Yep. Yep. So Ascended Life Podcast. Yes. Welcome to the Ascended Life Podcast. I'm Chris Hardman. I'm here with Micah Moore. Hey, how's it going? And this week we are going to talk about why beauty matters and how the world is extremely ugly and stupid. Is that fair to say? <laughs> yeah, I guess that's pretty fair. Yeah. How did this come up? Do you remember? Um, I think we were well, talking about Roger Scruton's documentary. Yeah, yeah. You were telling me about the documentary and stuff, and then I went and watched it. It's on uh, BBC and uh then we just decided you know we should just talk about it that should just be our topic yeah roger screwin was awesome he passed away i think last year if i remember correctly but he made a documentary that was on bbc it's called why beauty matters right i'm remembering uh-huh. that right yeah why beauty yeah. matters and it is about why beauty matters and and beauty does matter and we've lost a lot of it in today's modern world which is unfortunate. So just to start, I want to paint a picture of how we have lost it in the modern war world. So I'm just thinking of the average person, and this is sort of before COVID. Things have changed a little bit now. We can talk about that. But before the lockdowns and everything, the average person would wake up. They would go into their kitchen, probably eat some cereal ugly food, which is not good for you, just processed garbage. Then they would uh, get into probably an ugly car. I think most people have cars that lean towards the ugly side of things. And then they would drive down a road to their job where they'd pass buildings that were all the same, all ugly, nothing unique about them just concrete boxes and they'd get to their job which is in another concrete box and they'd go into the box and sit in a cubicle or in an office with some ugly desk they'd work on spreadsheets all day which is ugly in and of itself get back in their car and drive home through traffic and a million people it takes them two hours to get home which is ugly they listen to Music on the radio, which is no longer good a lot of the times. This the popular music of today. It's all the again. I, I'm not going to hate on pop music. Some I like some of it, but it's all the same thing. Right? <laughs> yeah. And then they'd get back to their house where they would just watch TV and see ugly things on TV all day. And you can literally go, depending on where you live, like a whole day without seeing anything beautiful. We're, we're like in a world now where you have to intentionally seek out beautiful things. They're not just around you. 
Do you, do you think that's a fair explanation? Yeah, definitely. And I would even go another step further and say many of the things that are commonly that people often look for aren't even things that are beautiful. Like, like you said, they get home and just watch TV. Everyone's always wanting to go and watch the newest show or whatever. And most of them are just bad stories, bad acting, you know, bad morals. It's, it's just it's the, uh, it's just the ugly world in a box that you're now watching. You're watching other people live an ugly life. Yep. Um, yeah. It reminds me, you say that, and I think most of the people living that way don't even know. Like they, The world has been ugly for so long now that a lot of people don't even know what they're missing out on. Um, in one of my favorite books, Harassment Architecture by Mike Mahi, he has a line that says, what is the death of beauty to those who never saw it? And I think we live in a world where a lot of people don't see it. They have never seen it. Right. Yeah. I mean, if most of your days are spent watching TV, eating your uh, cereal or, you know, processed foods and stuff and just working all day, you're not realizing all the things that are just uh, passing you by, like all the places you could be visiting or all the uh, different things you could be doing that will bring like joy and, and beauty into your life. Exactly. And like I said, I don't, I don't think it's easy to get it anymore. Now, depending where you live, that might change. Like I'm looking out my window right now and there's a bunch of cookie cutter, ugly houses across the street. But after that, it's just rolling hills with some snow on them. And it it is actually pretty beautiful, but I'm lucky to live in a place where I can see it right outside my window. Um, if you're in a city, you're not seeing anything like that ever. Like you literally are just seeing concrete buildings everywhere you look. And even in the suburbs, if you get more into the suburbs, I am right on the edge of them. But if you go in, in deeper, it's just the same house a million right. times stamped in different lots. Yep. Yeah, I mean, it makes it easy for them to just build the same house over and over and over. But uh, like even here, so I live more in the city and I'm actually in an apartment. So our space right now uh, isn't really that beautiful or anything. But um, I mean, there are ways to find that kind of thing in your life, even if you're not living in a place that, you know, has incredible views or or beautiful weather all year round or amazing houses or anything like that. Uh, like uh, we get out in the mountains and and try and explore that way pretty often so that we can still almost get away from the cookie cutter, you know, tight spaces in, in city. Yeah. And I'm not, I don't want to say that just because you live in a city or the suburbs or whatever that you'll, you can't experience beauty, but I am trying to say you have to be intentional about experiencing it. Um, I have a friend who lives around here and it's in the suburbs, but he's very intentional about every single thing he puts in his house. 
And when you go in his house, it's awesome. Like it is beautiful inside because he's been intentional. So all I'm saying is it, it requires some effort in today's world. And like you said, like you have to go out and intentionally go into nature because otherwise you're not going to get it. Yeah. I mean, like typical, the typical person living in some apartment or something, uh, you're not going to have very much around your apartment. And like your friend, you can, you can put stuff in your house or apartment or wherever you're living to try and make it beautiful and make it meaningful to you. But, uh, going outside and just like the world immediately around your house and apartment, it might all might not always be, you know, the most incredible place. And so you have to, like you said, be deliberate and, and put that into your life. Exactly. You can still find beauty in your life, but you have to find it. It's in today's world. It's not just going to show up most of the time. So, Uh, Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say it's, it's funny because, uh, you know, like years ago, like centuries ago, or I mean, it was more common that, you know, the places you lived were pretty, the architecture was all pretty and everything was built to look beautiful. And then it had its function after that, which was, you know, the house or business or whatever, but it's kind of switched nowadays. Yeah, now we build things based on their, on utility instead of making them look good. Yep, yeah. I listened to a lecture of Roger Scruton where he was talking about architecture and European architecture and how in the European towns you'll have a building that's, you know, 500 years old or whatever. And it's beautiful and that building always stays there and it just is used for different things throughout time. Whereas here in America, like my house, for example, is not ever going to be used for anything other than a house because it was built for that utility. And most of our buildings are that way. They're just built for a utility purpose and there's no thought of how do we make this look good or look beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's funny. Um, there was... Uh, sorry, I'm trying to find the, the quote I had. I saw somewhere that basically a lot of uh, like modernist type architects are kind of going with the thought process that uh, beautiful architecture is wasteful and um, like pretentious and effeminate and stuff. But I mean, it goes back to what you were saying, where when they make something that's that doesn't look good, and it only serves one purpose. I mean, in the end, it's only going to be used for that thing. And when people run out of the need for that one thing, the building just goes to waste and it just sits there. They just tear it down and replace it with another concrete box. Yep. Yeah, that's always the same. Um, In his documentary, Roger Scruton was by some buildings that had been vandalized, like graffiti and stuff. And it's funny, he was actually saying, I wouldn't blame the vandals. They're just finishing the job of the people who built this place. (laughs) And like, it just, I mean, just making them in that way 
really is kind of a, almost like an attack on on a beautiful society. Yeah, I think that um, an attack is a good way to put it. I know there, I know there will be people who are like, well, who cares if the building looks good? Like, I'm going to Target to buy ugly stuff. <laughs> no, <I'm> just... <laughs> there, they'll they'll argue that it doesn't matter how the building looks, right? They, it only matters what you're doing there, and that the beauty isn't important. But it, if you're surrounded by ugliness and all you see is the same thing, like the same gray colors everywhere and there's nothing to inspire you it's going to make you ugly you become what you're surrounded by yeah yeah whether you want to believe it or not you're heavily influenced by the things you see every single day right and i think a lot of the problems in our world are because nobody sees beauty and nobody's inspired by anything that they see and so they're just ugly they become ugly just like their surroundings yeah oh yeah it's a shame (laughs) yeah it's definitely a shame to see all these people just wasting away not really contributing and not seeing like this beauty and stuff in the world yeah in fact i have a quote written down from roger Scruton that says um right here beauty matters it is not just a subjective thing but a universal need of human beings if we ignore this need, we find ourselves in a spiritual desert. And I think he's right. I think it is a a need that we have just from birth. We want to see beauty. Yeah, I mean, uh, really, we've got that that need inside of us for like spiritual and and moral things and um, things that evoke something inside of us like we don't just have to eat and drink and sleep and that's our whole life uh there's more to humans than that and so having beauty in there and having things that are meaningful and uh can tell a story or you know make you feel a certain way it's honestly just as much of a an essential need as eating I agree. And I think it's it's something that helps us know good from evil in a way because so for example on my Twitter account today I asked people, you know, tell me one thing that you find beautiful and one thing that you find ugly. And in almost all the examples the thing they found ugly were like evil deeds um, or things fueled by greed, you know, more negative energy attached to them. And the things they find beautiful were almost always related to either nature or their family, which I think are good, righteous things. Yeah. Um, and I think it's a way to to look at something and know if it's good or bad instinctually. Yeah. I mean, there's plenty of things that just uh, you can tell when it's when it's beautiful, uh, it's good. And uh, in the past, you know, they thought of beauty, and you know, as far as like art and music and stuff like that, as almost a way to connect with with God, and to really have it be something to raise us to another plane, to get us closer to Him. 
and that was like one of the main functions of having beautiful things. Right, they would work hundreds of years on the same building to make it beautiful, to inspire people to think of God. Yeah, I mean, you look at all these different uh, statues and paintings that are in these old churches and cathedrals and stuff, and I mean, it it's not something that they just slapped together and, and tossed in there. It was deliberate and specifically meant to point us in that direction and to help guide us there. Yeah, it's meant to inspire. I think beauty is eternal. Things that are beautiful can last forever and transcend time in a way, whereas evil and ugly things decay and become worthless over time. The more evil is exposed to time, the more easy it is to see that it's evil. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah and I agree with that. I think uh, evil tries to look like beautiful things in many t- many cases, but uh, it can only hold that up for so long. And so, yeah, it, it just that's a good way to put it. It decays after a while. You know, after the more time goes on, the more this like facade wears off, and and you can see it. It reminds me of something. I used to listen to the Adam Carolla podcast a lot and he would talk about music and he'd say, you know, music is good because you can't tell which decade it was from. Good music could could have been made at any time and bad music. You can tell like this was, this song is from the eighties and I can tell it's from the eighties, but good music <laughs> transcends that. And I, I think it's, there is some truth to that. I mean, it's not yeah. 100% true, but it's the same idea that good things are always good. Yeah, good things last. Beautiful yeah. things will last. So I'm curious to know what you think. Why do you think the world has become so ugly? Uh, I like to go back to the uh, how beauty was meant to kind of put us closer to God. And I think it was, I think Plato was one of the main people who was really teaching that. And I think the reason that the world isn't quite like that anymore is because uh, it seems like so many people have taken such a big shift away from God and have, you know, decided God doesn't exist or he's not important or it's made up or whatever it is. I think just taking God out of things has kind of taken the need for beauty out of a lot of things, or at least in people's minds. Do you think they're aware that that's what has happened? Uh, No, I don't think so. Because I think a lot of the time uh, it's, it's shifted from beauty being there to connect us to God, to uh, maybe as far as art goes, you could say they've shifted to thinking that art is about truth and expressing yourself. And so they've moved it from God to what they believe is truth. And a lot of the times, you know, these people will think, well, truth is ugly and I'm going to show just the brutal truth. And they make these ugly things that have nothing to do with God and I mean, honestly, 
they don't have a lot to do with truth, just kind of the way that they perceive the world. Yeah, it's their truth. Not, yeah. Not eternal truth. Right, right. Their own personal, what they've decided is truth. Yeah. And so and I think... You get uh, someone who just puts a toilet in a museum and says, here's my art. Right. Like just them making stuff and then saying it's art because I say it's art. And... Uh, and you Almost know what? Maybe like... maybe you could say it's art, but it's not beautiful art. Yeah, it's ugly, and it yeah. inspires ugliness. Yeah, it was. It's definitely. Maybe you could say it's art as far as like today's definition of art. If you brought back some, like, Monet or something, they would think, no, that's how could you call that art? It's got nothing to do with it. It's ugly. It's not anything special or that inspires or points us in any good direction. Yeah. So that's interesting. Um, the, the lack of God in people's lives have made the world uglier. I think that's true. I don't know which one came first. I think it, they kind of go hand in hand as people yeah. start to lose God. They start to lose beauty and they don't, they don't care as much about beauty. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's... Okay, let me ask you this. Do you think that the people in power, whether that's like politicians or corporations or whoever, do you think they're intentionally making things ugly? Um, I, I would like to think they're not. Uh, you know, I'd like to think that people who have worked hard want to have and make beautiful things, especially, I don't know, I guess it does depend on what we're meaning by power, but so like a business owner who makes a business and their business like blows up, I guess they've got just tons of customers and revenue. I would think that they would want their company to be something beautiful or um, inspirational to people but at the same time I could see that they could be heavily influenced by greed and and that power in and of itself and just try and do things that cater to people but aren't beautiful it's like it's what the people want but it's not something that's going to inspire them because a lot of time stuff that's ugly is uh, maybe comforting because it doesn't inspire you to make any effort to change. Yeah, I was actually thinking about that this morning that I think a big part of why the world has gone so ugly is that there's this push to make every everything and everybody equal. But you can't do that by lifting the things and the people on the bottom up. You have to do that by taking the most inspiring things and the people at the top and pushing them down so that everybody's on the same playing field, but it's an ugly, terrible playing field. Right. It's much easier to do it that way where you're, instead of trying to make everyone beautiful, you have to make everything ugly. It's much easier to make everything ugly. Yeah, definitely. Just to, I mean, there are so many people who, have different 
talents or abilities and not just in art but in a lot of things and they feel like they can't share it because it'll make other people feel bad about themselves and like it might other people might feel bad about themselves because they're not talented but it's not your fault for having a skill or a talent that they feel bad about themselves and yeah so and them feeling bad about it isn't necessarily a bad thing maybe it motivates them yeah like we right. said it's inspiring yeah like, oh man i i am not at that level but i could be if i worked harder right and so dragging these people who are you know at the top or whatever dragging them down is doing a disservice like you said by trying to make everyone equal and everyone you know feel good but it makes everyone the same and it hides away these things that those people would be creating and i guess you could say it takes away the inspiration for the people who are lower so they don't have this thing to look up to and push towards yeah it's demoralizing to the whole population yeah if no one ever sees anything inspiring then the whole the whole population is demoralized and they yeah. don't think anything's possible and then they just do what you want them to do Honestly, it's, you, it, someone just has to do something once and then other people follow. It's when true. The, when the first person ran a mile under four minutes, um, like it was, you know, years in the making, people trying to get to that mark. But after he did it, I don't know the exact numbers and you could look it up. After he ran that first mile under four minutes, a whole bunch of other people started hitting that under four minutes, like within the the year after that a bunch more people just hit it immediately yeah sometimes all it takes is one person to break the mold i guess yeah yeah so i'm hoping we can express the importance of beauty so that you guys can be those people who go out and show the world why it matters like live beautiful lives as examples to other people and yeah. it's not always going to make other people feel comfortable. I was just thinking while you were saying that, that so Micah and I are signed up for a Spartan race and we've been training and I will be the first to admit that my endurance and, and ability to run is terrible because I just have never done long distance stuff before. And so I'll train with Micah and he just destroys me and it's kind of embarrassing <laughs> and he's way ahead of me because he's good. He's, he's good at running. And he's way ahead of me, and I think he's way ahead of me and still taking it easy on me, which is kind. But <laughs> it doesn't like feel great to look up and see him so far ahead. But at the same time, it's like fuel for me to get better. So, well, uh, I just have to say the opposite is true as well. I'm a good runner, but I'm not necessarily good at all of the strength things. I mean, as you would typically think a runner, I'm, I haven't been working in the gym my whole life or anything. So when we do the other workouts, Chris usually flies through them and I'll be doing push-ups and I'll look up and Chris is resting, waiting for me while I finish my push-ups or my, my sit-ups or whatever it is. And but so, this is actually a good example of how things can inspire because Maybe I see a great sculpture or a great painting and it's beautiful and I know it took tons of work and that person had tons of talent. When I say that it inspires me, I don't mean it inspires me to go do my own sculpture. I mean it inspires me to go 
sculpt something with my own talents. Yeah, exactly. Not just copy the person who did it, but um, make my own form of greatness using my own avenue. Yeah, definitely. Seeing something done well can inspire you to use your own talents in a way that will uh, maybe complement that or just to be able to say, you know, other people besides that one person can do things that are beautiful or strong or uh, inspiring. Exactly. I think a lot of the ugliness too comes from just having a more artificial world where things are not, um, I don't know how to put this, not done in accordance with nature necessarily, where a good example is I was driving the other night and I'm driving over this big hill so I can see the whole valley and I'm looking at all of the city lights and I'm thinking to myself, like, that's a, a beautiful scene. And then I thought, why is it that I, because a lot of people have that when they look down on a city, they think, mm-hmm. oh, that's beautiful. I'm like, yeah. why is a city beautiful to us naturally? Like, that's not, why do we have that instinct? Because that's not something, you know, that you're going to come across the nature necessarily or a bunch of city lights. And I realized it's looks the exact same as a night sky of stars it's like the same basic thing uh-huh. uh, and and then it made me sad because i was like man we've replaced people used to look up at the sky and be inspired and like look at space and think man what is up there look at all these stars what's going on and it was amazing and it, and it inspired awe and now you can't see the stars, so you look down at the city lights. Mm-hmm. And yeah, maybe it's still beautiful in its own way because it's triggering that same uh, instinct, but there's no inspiration. It's not the same yeah. kind of awe-inspiring thing that you get when you look to nature's beauty. Yeah, yeah. all the light pollution kind of gets rid of the stars. And it's funny, that's kind of like uh you were saying if you've never experienced the beauty you don't even realize it there are plenty of people who live in the city their whole lives and they're not really outdoors people so maybe they don't go camping or hiking but if you've ever been camping and you're out in the middle of nowhere and you look up at the stars in the middle of the night it's insane it makes you feel so small but it's not like a scary thing it's it's beautiful and so not being able to experience that, you're stuck with this almost limited understanding or view of the beauty of a city at night, which, yeah, they can look really nice. But when you compare it to being out there and looking up at the sky, it is something that, you know, the sky is just so much more vast and uh I don't know, almost humbling to look at. Yeah, they don't even know what they're missing out on. In fact, just last night, so a year ago, last year, we went to Switzerland with some people. And last night, we were uh, all hanging out together and the TV had like the screensaver things going on where it's just showing pictures of places. And a picture of Switzerland came up and one of the people that had gone with us She said, before I went to Switzerland, I thought all of these pictures were fake. I thought they were Photoshopped and that those weren't real places. 
And it wasn't <laughs> until I went to Switzerland and saw it that I realized how beautiful nature can be. And I think that's how a lot of people are. They just don't even, they have no idea because they've never been exposed to it. Yeah. It's funny. I think as cool as uh, people can make architecture or paintings or anything, uh, it pales in comparison to the beauty of nature and the things that, that God made and the planet and stuff. Just going out to these different places around the world where they do have enormous mountains and forests or or glaciers or oceans or yeah. islands i don't think it was a coincidence that almost every reply to my tweet asking for something beautiful was nature related yeah there's like something can, about we nature. can try yeah we can try but our attempts at beauty can't quite match what has been done with nature yeah, and our world's so ugly now that in that book, Harassment Architecture, there's a part where he talks about how people will now spend $1,000 on a bench that was made from a tree just to have something that looks like nature because <laughs> they don't ever actually get to see nature themselves. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's this whole, you know, so many people try and put plants in their house, and I, uh, we do too. You know, I love having plants around. They look good. It makes your house a lot prettier. But even that is, uh, you know, the same thing where people are trying to bring nature into their house because your house isn't really, you know, concrete isn't a natural thing. And the, you know, white walls and white paint and dark rooms that have to be lit by these LED lights, it's not a natural thing. So you're trying to bring in these plants and these uh lights that look like natural sunlight or get big windows and stuff that people do when they're building their own homes. Yeah, this is this is good because I think all of those things are ways you can add a little beauty into your life and we should talk about uh, some of the things you can do. Yeah, to make a more beautiful life, but for me that's a big one is bringing nature into your environment. So it's at least there. You're at least seeing it. And doing it intentionally so it looks good. Yeah, definitely. Um, just having some part of the outdoors and nature in your home builds so much beauty. And it's actually, like, it's healthy for you, too. Like, there's so many different plants that purify your air, and you can use them in your food and stuff like that, where it it almost serves multiple purposes. But truly it brings beauty into your home and your life it does now i will say that you will probably if you really start to live a beautiful life there's a good chance you're going to get pushback from people around you and especially well i don't want to get political but you'll get you'll get push <laughs> you'll get pushback from people who are around you um because they don't again this is not about for them, it's all about making people equal and not making anybody feel bad. And if you start to live a beautiful life, you're going to make someone feel bad because they're going to feel bad about themselves for not doing it the way they should be doing it. Yeah. And I think uh, I was thinking along the lines of the equality, there's also just this big movement that, uh, you know, anyone can do anything 
and they should be able to you know call it art or or be on the same plane so basically making it equal but when you get people who say it's art because i say it's art but it's a urinal or a messy bed that they've just taken a picture of um, it's really these people who who are trying to counterfeit that and those are the people who are going to be upset or against you trying to make things more beautiful and they'll tell you you don't need to make these changes because you know our natural lives are beautiful already and there's beauty and you know our messes and stuff like that and maybe you can find beauty in those kind of things but you should push to to get the things that truly bring you joy and bring beauty into your home and and work at those and not let people deter you from that yes um so we're both on twitter and i know i follow a lot of aesthetic twitter accounts do you follow any uh i think i follow like one or two i follow like this uh deseret supremacy one so it's basically cowboys do you, do you know the, about that the redwoods dude i'm gonna reveal a secret to the world on our podcast that's me that's my account is it really yeah that's no i, I had no idea <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's the, hilarious the power it's at power of deseret <laughs> and it is aesthetics based on you know this area of the world utah and, and that kind of thing yeah, I can't believe that. That's so funny. Yeah, I follow that one and just a straight up cowboy one. Nice. Cool. So I follow a few too. And I don't know about you, but it makes a huge difference seeing like beautiful images on your social media timeline, especially because a lot of social media is really ugly. It's like fighting and negative energy. Yeah. And it's kind of cleansing to see something beautiful. Yeah. And honestly, there are lots of accounts that that'll share you know different landscapes or uh, really anything that you're that you're into like there's accounts that share cars that look nice and plants and animals and nature and all sorts of stuff you can find stuff so that your social media isn't just bland and fighting and politics it can also be beautiful images Right, and I would encourage you as well, the people listening to this, to post beautiful images. I have yeah. a, I have a quote from uh, another book called Bronze Age Mindset by Bronze Age Pervert, and he he on his Twitter will post beautiful images um, fairly often. And in his book, he says, "People feel they can't escape this. They know this is and this talking about um, an ugly world, basically." People feel they can't escape this. They know this is an aggressive method to, to demoralize and oppress. When I post my images of vitality in the clear sun of a long noon, they feel a weight lifted off them. Many feel as if they've escaped the gravity of this trash world and returned to a time when the natural beauty of man could be displayed, indicating this is a form of life free to develop its powers. So share beautiful things. Yeah, I think uh, one of the things is if you're sharing your talents and these different things that are beautiful and they look nice, uh, we kind of talked about how you'll get pushback, but you, you'll you also get, uh, you know, people reaching out to you and supporting you. 
because like we kind of talked about, you doing so will help enable other people to do the same thing. It's actually almost like a filter because the people who are going to give you pushback and be angry about you posting beautiful things are the ugliest people on the planet spiritually (laughs) and oftentimes physically. So you don't want those people (laughs) around you anyway. So the people who are going to be inspired and appreciate your beauty are people who are more likely they're resonating with the beauty because there's beauty in themselves. And those are the people you want around you anyways. Yeah. They're going to reciprocate those same, uh, you know, inspirational things of being able to put beauty out there into the world instead of just taking it and turning around and saying that it's bad or, or that you don't need it. Yep. I agree. Um, so I'm going to read a quote here and if you feel like this is just going to be redundant, let me know, but I want to get your thoughts on it from Roger Scruton. He says, beauty is vanishing from our world because we live as though it did not matter. Do you think most of us are living as though beauty doesn't matter? Yeah, I think, um, definitely, uh, there was, oh, let's see, I've, I have it here. There was uh, an architect who, once they started uh, changing into the more modern type of stuff, he said, uh, basically, form form follows function. So basically saying, kind of like what we talked about, the function of a building uh, is first. And after that, if you want, you can you know, try and make it look nice. But he was basically saying that the function is the most important thing. And I think not just with architecture, but with a lot of things, people are like that. They've kind of gotten that ingrained into their heads that the most important thing is that everything around me has a function, that it makes me comfortable, that it uh, doesn't make waves, that it is plain and stuff like that and they kind of disregard the the whole beauty side where you can have things around you that are beautiful that maybe don't have a function but they look nice they inspire you and they they lift you up and and lift others up and people ignore that yeah they do and it's sad um i was just thinking i was looking out my window and seeing all the snow on the on the road and i remembered seeing some videos and pictures recently of winter time and christmas time in like the 50s in this area and so we we live in utah valley there's a big lake surrounded by mountains and these pictures were just fields and fields of nothing but snow all the way from mountain to lake and there were kids you know sledding on them and having fun and playing and now that same area is just businesses and houses and roads. And I was thinking about how it's so, it's like really ugly now because it's not even good snow because there's so many cars and everything. It's like dirty snow and gross. Yeah. yeah. And in these pictures, it's just like pristine white fields, you know. And in a way, like, yeah, our lives are a lot more comfortable now than they were in the 50s. That's that's true. We have a lot of good convenience um, 
and technology has made things easy, but we've lost a lot of the beauty and traded it for that comfort. And I don't think the trade is worth it. Yeah, uh, I agree. It's it's not worth it. Having those comforting things, uh, it could feel nice, but again, just having these things in your life that promote beauty and, and stuff like that, it just improves the quality of your life so much more than just being comfortable. And I think pushing towards beauty is something that can be uncomfortable. And sometimes, you know, it should be, it should put you out of your comfort zone to, to try and make things and put them out there. It makes you vulnerable, but it's good for you. That reminds me, um, with you talking there that the comfort, so we seem to be fairly weak in today's world. I don't want to categorize everybody, but as a general population, we seem to be a weak group of people. Uh, and you know, 50 years ago or a hundred years ago, we were a lot stronger and tougher. Do you think that there's a connection between beauty and strength? I do. I, Cause I think when you talk about beauty, there's lots of different sides to it. There's like, typically you hear that and you think of like a beautiful person or, uh, art like a painting or music or poetry or something and that's definitely a big part of it but i think there are other parts of it as well like uh suffering and overcoming something hard i think there's beauty in that and there's beauty in you know having a family and going through tough times and making out of it and i think part of that is being strong you have to be strong to be able to endure and get through tough things. And I do think there's beauty in that. So I don't think they're mutually exclusive or or anything like that. I think they go together. That makes sense. Even on a physical level, I mean, if I ask you, you know, what would a beautiful person look like? Most people are going to say someone like, oh, they're tan, you know, they have good skin, they're uh, muscular and fit. And even just in the physical description of a beautiful person, it's going to be a strong person. It's going to be someone who's healthy and working out and developing those muscles. Yeah. And having a beautiful soul, I guess, is the same way. You have to, you have to work out your soul and go through, maybe you have to go through some hard times to refine it. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, on on both levels just uh like with the soul it it might be tough getting through trials and having to rely on on god or or on family or or someone that's not yourself it's it's tough to rely on other people sometimes but when you do that you know it it builds you up stronger and when you are working and sacrificing to become closer to god uh, you get stronger because of it. And I think, honestly, I feel like one of the main things that's helped me to be able to recognize and feel beauty is religion and God and being able to see things from the perspective that uh, we're taken care of and that everything was created by him in a specific way. Well, God doesn't make ugly things, right? 
Right. Everything he's made is beautiful. And we have either created ugly things out of it or turned those things themselves ugly. But yeah. in their natural form that God created, uh, it's always beautiful. Yeah, I, I agree. So I want to get into things we can do to make a more beautiful world and life. Before I do that, I have another quote to read from, again, Roger Scruton. He says, through the pursuit of beauty, we shape the world as a home. And in doing so, we both amplify our joys and find consolation for our sorrows. And I like that idea that you can turn the world into a home if it's beautiful. So before we get into how to make or how to live a beautiful life, I want to know, and we can both, we can each do this, but I'll ask you first, what would you imagine if I asked you what a beautiful world would be? What's a beautiful world for Micah? Beautiful world? What does uh, that look like to you? I think it would be uh, probably a world where uh, family is important. And so you've got strong families and strong communities. And I think those go hand in hand. You can't have one really without the other. But uh, strong families and people who are industrious and, you know, they try and make things and contribute and be active and, like, not be lazy, I guess. Just being able to go out and do the things you love and, and be with the people you love. I think awesome. that would mainly encompass it. Yeah. So that's um, funny because for me, the first thing I thought of is family as well. And I think of a world where you have close families, close communities made up of those families. And these communities and families are focusing on multi-generational um, viewpoints where the things they're building are going to be used by their kids and their grandkids. And it's important to make them not only last, but beautiful for those generations to come. And then, you know, a nature more or a, a society more focused on nature would be great. One where we're not taking parents away from their families to go work in some ugly box for eight hours a day mm. um, if people could be at home more often they would have more time to cultivate you know a beautiful house and beautiful property um, and then one where people are putting their morals and and beliefs over profit and that yeah. and the people that they care about over profit so that you know maybe it's not the most profitable thing to make your business or your store some beautiful building, but maybe there's a moral reason you do it. Right. And so for people to put that above simply making more money, I think would help a lot. We have to start, in my opinion, putting some of these things like beauty and morals and family and community over just our consumerism and making money because if you start focusing on making money 
and what you're going to buy next, you begin to lose all those things and you see what it's done to our society. Oh yeah. Consumerism and all that stuff has been a real detractor from the beauty of life. Uh, especially where, when it comes to trying to make things the most efficient way and, and just the most appealing way they can in the limited time they have before they've got to get their product out there and try and get as many sales as possible. Exactly. I think that whole society or that whole um, culture of consumerism and look, my job, my daytime job is marketing. So I understand where a lot of this stuff is coming from, but that whole, like everything is now marketing has really destroyed beauty because as a marketer, if I'm not really interested in something being beautiful. I'm interested in it selling and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Like it just with a lot of people, I don't know about you. A lot of people, they seem to think that it basically just has to evoke the right emotions or the right response from people. And it, it doesn't matter how it does that. It doesn't matter what means it uses to get to that end. They just need to evoke the right response so that people will buy the product or uh, do the thing that they want. Yep, and a lot of times they're using things like fear and sex and violence to invoke those emotions. And so they're making all of those things ugly in the process. Yeah, yep. Uh, A lot of times just using immoral kind of things that for whatever reason, they just, they sell, they work. They've even twisted you know, moral things and good, beautiful things and turn them ugly just for the purpose of making money. Yeah, definitely they have. Um, Before we move on, I just want to say we'd love to hear from from you guys, the listener, what would be a beautiful world to you? Uh, We'd love to hear what you guys think of as as beauty and beautiful. And uh, so if you want to like tweet and tag us in it or something we'd love to hear what you guys think is yeah let us know that would be great to hear so tell us what you think a beautiful world would look like and tag us i'm at ch hardman and uh, running micah running micah and you can use let's do this now since we have a name you can use the hashtag ascended life we'll see it that way too awesome yeah um so we now have at least an idea of what a beautiful world would look like. So how do you live a beautiful life? Do you have anything you want to start with or do you want me to go? Um, you, you go ahead and then I'll, I'll chime in. Okay, so I think it's important to surround yourself with beauty because if you want to start living beautifully, it needs to be around you so that you're soaking it in all the time. And it doesn't need to be your number one focus. I would say your number one focus should still be God and your family, but it should be high. You should make it a priority. And the more beauty that you surround yourself with, the more beautiful you're going to start living and be inspired to live. And by surrounding yourself with beauty, I mean simple things like we talked about earlier, putting a lot of plants in your house, you know, good artwork, beautiful artwork, not the ugly stuff. But stuff yeah. that stuff that actually inspires you, um, and then not only surrounding yourself with physical things, but with 
with stuff that's beautiful in other ways, like beautiful people. If there's people who are negative and, and it's just ugly energy all the time, and I'm not even talking like they're physically ugly, just their energy is always bad. You don't need to be around those people and they're, they're just going to drag you down. So get rid of those people, as harsh as it might sound. Surround yourself with people who also appreciate beauty and who are beautiful people inside and out. And then uh, consume beautiful things. Listen to good music. Uh, find music that is beautiful and inspires you. Don't watch every TV show that comes along just because it's popular. Most of most of the entertainment you're going to see on your TV or even in movies is ugly. So cut out the ugly entertainment, cut out the ugly media, and start looking for more beautiful alternatives. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, those are some great things, and I, I definitely agree with those. Uh, some things that I would think on a more basic level, I think just... Uh, learning some kind of art form, whether it's uh, painting or drawing or writing poetry or learning an instrument or even learning to sing or dance. Uh, I think just, and I know that doesn't encompass all of beauty. It's not all just related to the arts, but I think having some kind of thing that is encompassed in there just helps lead you to look for those kinds of things and and pushes you in that direction and it does push you to to grow because with a lot of those things you have to really work at it to to get to a point where you you feel like you can produce something beautiful so i would say learn some kind of art thing like an art or writing or something yeah that's great um, pay attention to how things make you feel yeah. because if you hear a beautiful piece of music or see a beautiful piece of art you're going to feel differently than something that's ugly and sometimes that's sometimes it's just going to come down to how things make you feel but pick things that make you feel good yeah and like that's one of the main things about this is that it should be something that uh brings good emotions and it should take you closer to God and so that is something that will make you feel you know joy and and meaning yes and it's important to note that when I say feel good I don't mean um, comfortable I mean or something and I don't mean something that makes you feel good about how you're currently you know your your faults I guess I mean something that's more eternally good. You'll feel good in a way that's more spiritual. Yeah. And that's really the only way I could describe it. Something maybe more fulfilling than yeah. just feeling comfortable. It may it may even be uncomfortable, but that doesn't mean yeah. it's not good. Yeah, exactly. And I think uh, that's definitely another thing that you can do to add more beauty to your life is do something that makes you uncomfortable that will make you a better person so whether it's working out or uh, meeting new people reaching out to new people or um, I don't know putting if you do some kind of art or song or dance or anything putting it out there for people to see and sharing that talent with other people 
do something that makes you uncomfortable that will help you grow and you'll find beauty in it. Yeah, I love that. Remember that you're going to find beauty in places where your family's at, where your friends are at, in nature. You're not going to find it most likely in the office that you're at. You're not going to find it while you're commuting to your job every morning and night. Yeah, and or so, in your little box that you're holding, the little phone. Right. Know. So try and try and put yourself in places where you can find beauty and that are beautiful. And try and spend your time, as much time as you can, with those people and in those places. I, I know your I know your job is important. You got to make a living. Yeah. That's yeah. fine. I'm not saying quit your job, but um, at least try and prioritize beautiful places and and people and creating beautiful experiences over yeah. just your office life. Yeah, um, and I think an important thing to to know about finding beauty is that usually it's not uh like one of the main things we've talked about family a lot and forgetting yourself and being with family and other loved ones is one of the easiest ways i think to find beauty and maybe even more like serving people and doing good things for other people but uh just getting out of yourself and forgetting about you know, trying to just do things for yourself is one way that you can really see beauty in other people's lives and uh, be able to carry that back into yours. I love it. Go serve others. Awesome. All right. Anything else? Uh, I think that's it. Uh, learn some kind of art, serve people, spend time with family, and uh, make your house something beautiful yeah i think we pretty much covered it awesome so i guess i'll issue a challenge then for this episode to now we issued the one earlier let us know what a beautiful world looks like for you but also do what you can to make your life and your world a little more beautiful this week and let us know how you do that too yeah we'd love to hear about how you add that into your life and and feel that difference Again, you can do that by posting on Twitter, hashtag Ascended Life, and then tagging me at C.H. Hardman or Micah at Running Micah. Um, yep. and, but I think that's it. I think that's it for this week. Yeah. Uh, thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks, everyone. And just, yeah, go out, find some beauty, and put it in your life. Amen. And goodbye. See ya.
Yeah.